0: Hello, if you're hearing my voice right now, then you have stumbled onto the podcast where real stories of professional criminal profilers are told by professional assholes. Welcome to Profiling Pain. How's it going, co-filers? Welcome to the first installment of 2019 and the fourth episode of Profiling Pain. So... On today's episode, we have myself, Chris Payne, and also...
1: Happy year of 19. Jaime Fuego here. Happy New Year, all.
0: It's Mahalo. So Mahalo's making a triumphant return for the fourth episode. I know you guys missed him after the third one.
1: Guess who's back? Back. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: Right? And yeah, like so...
1: Hide your ears, my. warn your
0: friends. <laughs> so get ready for uh, quite a few tangents. Outside of that, though, we're uh, we're on the final chapter of our Richard Chase case. Now, if you hung out with us on the last episode, then you know just how fucking morbid this case was. I was unsettled, severely damaged. Yeah. And- so our Vampire Sacramento, and on uh, today's episode, we're going to be telling you all about our Van Helsing. So, But prior to that, I want to kind of uh, give a couple shout-outs. Um, my brother-in-law actually owns a gun shop in Prescott, Arizona. It's located at 3009. North 89 highway in Prescott Uh, for all your home defense needs, you know, get out there or he does a lot of online. You can go to climax.com. You can look him up at a bite armory and uh, pretty much anything you need for home defense based around what we talk about. You you can kind of tell
1: that you need it. Also, Way to go with uh, pronouncing Prescott properly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, people say Prescott.
1: Prescott. Is, it's so weird. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, Scott. and and people from Prescott yeah. will like flip it, out on I like them, the you like did that. Yeah. Like it's pronounced mm-hmm. Prescott.
0: Mm-hmm. Prescott. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to get my new We're golf course. we to drive up to
1: Prescott and maybe check out yeah. the Whiskey Row. <laughs> 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 no.
0: Also, as usual, I like to kind of pay homage to uh, Age of Radio, who this is all brought to you by age of radio takes really good care of us um age org, and uh they got a lot of cool new shows that just broke outside of ours there's a couple other podcasts that are just coming up um there's a uh Portland MLB to PDX, uh, Diamond and Roses, it's, you know, if you get your sports podcast on. There's Breakdown from the Couch. and uh like shooting hoops. Yeah, the, ho- the host is pretty fucking funny. There's Color Me Dead podcast, uh, Murder Under the Night Sun. There's a lot of really cool podcasts on there. You can find everything from true crime to financial and sports. Uh, it's it's really cool shit. So check out ageofradio.org. And, I mean, so if you're going through Stitcher or, or, or uh, Apple Podcasts or anything like that and you're, you're having trouble kind of Pinpoint a certain thing you want to listen to
1: i just don't know where i should listen to it there's so many podcast options
0: ageofradio.org and they have it all broken down for you they'll give you every that's right they'll give you every every single uh every single streaming uh uh place to find that shit so yeah check out ageofradio.org pitch either guys yeah no (laughs) definitely winging it we'll get better at commercials as people start
1: paying us
0: so all right guys (laughs) so moving on
1: no filter no filter
0: we're gonna go ahead and talk about our Van Helsing for episode four. So this uh, this one's all about Lieutenant Ray Biondi. Now Ray Biondi was actually born in Endicott, New York, in 1937, but he grew up in Northern California. So he went completely across the country, and this is uh, where coast he, to coast. Yeah, Ray developed like his livelihood
1: those, just like those Dodgers, man. <sighs>
2: So
0: he moved to Sacramento with his wife in nineteen sixty and he worked as a deputy sheriff, eventually becoming lieutenant of the homicide division for the Sacramento County Sheriff's Department. Now holding that title for over seventeen years, investigating over five hundred murder cases until his retirement in nineteen ninety three. Legit. Yeah, (laughs) the dude was a beast. So he he, not only was he doing that, but he's also helping on FBI cases as well as local and performing psychological profiles of serial killers and Mass murderers. So uh, he was also uh, an author for a book. He he. Uh, one of his main books that he wrote was uh, All His Father's Sins, and of course, a Thirst for Blood, which is what this episode is all about. So Sounds it's like all, a metal song. <laughs>
1: yeah, a Thirst for Blood. So it's all <laughs> kind of. Do, Do
2: I hear track number seven? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <So>. Chiron two. <laughs> Shameless plug. plug, plug, plug.
0: So, like I said earlier, this is the uh, second episode and the conclusion to the Vampire Sacramento with your chase. Nice. So, uh, let's get into the investigation and how Lieutenant Ray Biondi actually became our Van Helsing. So, if you need the details of the case, listen to our previous episode. I don't want to go we into don't it again. The details. Yeah, it, I mean, no. I told Mahalo about it, and Fuego was on the last episode, and they could tell you just how morbid it was. And it's, uh, it's you definitely got... And a big attaboy for hanging out with us like you did. So It
1: warped my fragile little mind.
0: <laughs> yeah. So now, Lieutenant Ray Biondi uh, was head of this investigation to find Richard Chase. Now, Every once in a while, he would actually visit an older cop friend of his, kind of like a movie, like he, like his Alfred almost. Like he would, <laughs> he would go, he would go, and he would. I know, it's <laughs> back to the Batman references, we have to. Mahal on the episode. There's Fox, uh,
2: what's the name of
1: uh, Lucius Fox? Lucius yeah, Fox. That's, yeah. that's, that's a little more on, along no, the lines, I'd say. For me, <laughs> I
2: was, I was feeling more along, uh, along that line. You know, the dirty cop, mom cop kind of guy situation. going, up, going on there like Robo Cop? Yeah, I go to talk. <laughs> Let's talk to the bad guy here. So I was actually kind of thinking
0: more, just to stick to D.C., I was kind of thinking more of, like, the Watchmen, how the Night Owl would go and hang out with the original Night Owl, and they drink and and, and trade war stories type of thing. Vertigo, yo. But no, Ray Biondi actually had an older cop, buddy of his that had retired, that he'd go and he'd talk to, and he would describe, you know, tell him about all of his hunches and then bring up, you know, uh, evidence, and uh, the cop would give him the same advice. Follow your hunch, kid. So this episode's very (laughs) hunch-heavy. Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got this feeling a <laughs> hey, hey, hey,
2: guy point. I highly admire uh, What should <laughs> I do with, with this situation I don't know What's your gut tell you
0: <laughs> So Ray Biondi Actually had visited Every single crime scene That had happened And, and when I say Every single crime scene um, His hunch Was kind of based Around the fact That So just, just to give you A quick rundown Not only did he visit The actual murder scenes But you remember In the last episode When I described Like the puppy That Chase had killed And left on the, on the Owner's doorstep All that crazy stuff mm. Well Well Beyond was one
1: of the worst for me. Beyond
0: with dogs. John Wick. Right. (laughs) John Wick. So Beyondi actually felt that Every single scene, like, I mean, down to the cabinet shooting we talked about when he missed the first chick's head and it went to the cabinet, he got that pulled out of the wall. He even had an autopsy performed on that puppy because he believed that the bullet inside that puppy was going to relate to the other murders. Like, he had just a strong, strong feeling. And I'm not going to say that he thought That's it was... Insane. That's right. like a hyper... Hyper... hyper puppy... Topsy. Right. And I'm not going to say that it was like he had Chase in mind from the beginning, but as we go through, you'll see that he kept coming back to Chase. He like had He had a hunch. Yeah, he and he, he I don't know. And, and I don't know why Chase specifically, but like I said on the last episode, he had already been picked up for, for drugs.
1: He had already been picked up for uh, uh, an illegal firearm. Like, you know, he had already been picked up for a few things. Well, perceptive minds make those correlations of behavior with possibility. And that's, right. I mean, <laughs> that's what makes the best profiler successful, man, is being able to connect those dots.
2: So. Now I mean, this—that's that an insane talent too. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's legitimately No I'm talking about The guy telling him To follow the hunch That, guy, <laughs> that guy's, that guy's Back to he, he is the unsung Hero of the show <laughs> Forget about this guy you He
0: sounds I mean? like A bad producer <laughs> That feel good to you Alright run it <laughs> All right, Get this
2: guy juice
0: Yeah so Like you I relate said
2: to set Again <laughs> I am director
0: <laughs> So there was no DNA testing At the time So I mean there You didn't even Really weren't even Really able to look To see if he had Left anything behind behind also as we discussed in the previous episode I believe I mentioned that Richard Chase had used rubber gloves like his only form yeah. of premeditation was the fact that he had rubber gloves so which was weird Gotta because he liked to <laughs> bathe in the blood, so I, I, you know, the rubber. Gl- I mean, maybe he just didn't like getting his hands dirty. Or, he didn't want it under his
1: fingy nails
0: That could have been it too. But like I said, no, no real that's D- DNA testing.
1: Have trouble probably scrubbing off. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, he's got to go visit the parents on the weekend, so he doesn't want that shit underneath his nails. That's uh, a weird. Or if tip. he got
1: taken into custody though, and they started like doing a full examination of any potential.
2: No, I don't think oh, that. Yeah, I wonder I if I he actually that...
0: had that kind of foresight, because the dude was nuts. I mean, this no, is me just
1: the, really oh, deeply okay. into it. If the
2: dude was nuts, that was probably more along the line of a tick that's something that he developed from as a kid because if you look at kids that have issues with hands things, do things with their hands that's a mild form of mental disorder that that's yeah possible. i mean i it's actually I, I, I personally things. wash some my D, hands when or you your constantly like have to wash your hands or you don't want your hands sticky if you get your hands dirty yeah some kids are like that when they you see it in kids all the time when they get their hands dirty they freak out they freak out it's a little like oh men- and you weren't on the last twick, episode you know? but
0: chase had some pretty fucking bad ticks as a
2: kid oh, he did <laughs> yes yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. But uh all of no. the classic like just kind of But that's but he that's was like he said from yeah, like, yeah. Remember, tried, yeah. Is a
2: super super uh physical uh manifestation of that is what that is. Yeah. I just like how he's calling him the Van
1: Helsing cuz he's going after the the vampire of uh Oh 100%. This guy's yeah, That's an awesome, awesome court. It's an awesome correlation. So let's hear him all.
0: I thought that you'd appreciate that. Now, uh, so he didn't have forensics, like we said. He didn't have any DNA. He didn't have anything new school to go up, so he just Which ran. Which is what
1: he did even more impressive. Right, so he just kind
0: of <laughs> ran with his hunch. And we're going to show you, uh, towards the end of this episode, the actual injustice that happens with this guy. Now, I mean, he still gets credit where credit's due in a lot of areas, but he kind of got screwed out of this story. So that's for why shadow, I felt the need shadow. to actually <laughs> yeah, to actually cover Biondi. <laughs> <he>, so. <For laughs> so anyway, moving on with his hunch. Shadow uh, step. <laughs> so now in the <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a new song we're working on, guys. Chiron in the house. So anyway, yep. so we're we're running at seventy five percent today. Mooch isn't available, but now in the beginning of the case, he had no real concrete leads, so he just decided to try something he had learned two years prior. He actually was attending uh, seminars hosted by the FBI. Um, that did criminal profiling it was all about criminal profiling so he decided to try psychological profiling like on his own from what he learned so using techniques he had learned plus crime scene evidence and a solid gut feeling beyond came up with the following profile now keep in mind this is a very amateur profile but i'm going to get into just the epicness of this profile so it was based off of five characteristics now the first one since no witnesses in the predominantly white neighborhood had mentioned anything about seeing any minorities, the suspect was more than likely white. Now keep in mind this is more 19, than likely white 1976, it's white people living in the nineteen seventy six upscale neighborhood, even though it's California and they're supposed to be like liberal as hell. They're still gonna mention if they had seen any suspicious characters that were uh, off-brand of
2: themselves, I suppose. Especially in a well-off neighborhood. Yeah. 100%. Well,
1: in Northern California, though, I mean, in the city, obviously, it's pretty liberal, but in the rural areas, you know, it's very conservative, and so... Yeah,
0: Yeah, and also, he was... uh, (laughs) One of the only skinny persons showing up in police photos were Chase for, like, pot possession, like I said, illegal firearm possession, everything else. So everywhere, you know, how they described him as tall, skinny, dirty, lanky, whatever else like that, they're going back through past, you know uh please catches and old photos and everything else like that, and they came across him, you know, a couple times.
1: That hippie's up to something.
0: Now, number two, and me and you discussed this last time, he was probably schizophrenic since attacks were extremely disorganized and occurred in daytime with absolutely no real effort to cover crimes except the latex gloves and a complete disregard for witnesses. He didn't give a shit who was around what was going on. He just entered a house and did what he did.
1: And that's actually the difference between a true premeditated first-degree murderer and somebody who is just genuinely insane. Right, you know, if they're yeah. just gonna have a just quick flash of a, a, a momentary lapse of reason, to quote Pink Floyd, then yeah, that is that's clear cut insanity. And yeah. if you're attacking people in the daytime, for God's well, sake.
2: And as we know, but so Beani the real question know, is then too, that He carried around uh, rubber gloves with him then everywhere he went.
0: Dude, he he didn't just carry around rubber gloves. He was wearing Jack an Nicholson. orange ski parka, like a bright orange ski parka, covered in dry blood to the point where people thought it was a brown parka. <clears throat> That's how much dry blood was on this at all times. Now, keep in mind, Serious. that wasn't all human blood. A lot of that was rabbit and animal blood because so he, he was a freak. All
1: the time then, obviously, yeah, too. Dude,
0: yeah. he reeked. He probably had a really, really strong iron scent. He probably smelled like a walking roll of pennies. So, like, the <laughs> so the third was he probably was a loner, unmarried and unemployed, mostly for the fact that he didn't uh, he didn't believe anyone could love, live, or employ a person capable of such horrors. And the murders had occurred during regular working hours. So he's like, okay, he's probably not employed since this shit's happening in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what the percentage is of people who work at night, but I I don't imagine that it was that many more in the 70s. Either. No, but look,
2: look. The thing is, you have to get your Mr. Rogers in. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get Elmo. You got to see what the word of the day is. And then you hit the streets. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, and, and Richard Chase was a huge fan of TV,
0: so he probably was all about, you know, Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> <laughs> so now... They were just
1: getting on TV about that time.
0: <laughs> so now number four was he had limited social skills and was no smooth talker. Like, that's so, like, New York fucking no smooth talker based on um, no prolonged interactions with any of the victims and murders had been committed quickly so that the you know the perpetrator could keep control of the situation we talked about that last time how it was so fast and instantaneous so that because he was he was what a product killer not a process killer he just wanted the remains now number five was possibly recently released from a mental institution and due to the nature of the crimes and the closeness of proximity um, of all the crime scenes um now it meant that he uh potentially a newcomer to the neighborhood uh and and the area itself was responsible and he just kind of hit places close to himself because he wasn't truly like you know familiar with the area so they're thinking that it was but a, that
1: actually a, makes it seem like he wasn't that insane though like there was kind of a cognizance right it, it was a partial premeditation he wouldn't venture too far out of his like his comfort zone, exactly. So to speak so he wasn't fully insane. He just had the sporadic insane moments within certain constraints. But you talk to kind even a thing.
0: normal day thief, they'll tell you rob a neighborhood that you don't live in. You know what yeah, I mean? It, so
2: you don't you don't
1: share where you eat. Exactly. Like, oh, that's actually the total yeah. opposite of what I was just saying. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that means that he was even more insane. Like even, yeah, close by. Anybody that's trying to narrow
0: him lives. down and just does little dots on the map because because like we discussed in the last one, every every incident happened within a mile of his apartment.
1: I was mm. saying your neighbor was. So the opposite of the point I was just trying to make. The pizza guy delivery down the street wasn't safe. Full cognizance and but, uh, you're I, I, chihuahua, but from what I you were know saying though so. to go somewhere else. So. Yeah,
0: but from what you were saying though, I can kind of see a half and half. Almost like balance, you know yeah. he knows the ins and outs of where he's at at least, but at the same time he doesn't have the foresight to venture out. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, I think I'd say it's a half and half. Yeah. Now that profile would actually be held as the gold star standard for a disorganized killer. Um, that the FBI tried to take credit for. They tried to take the credit from Biani all
1: right? Now, also- And, like, also, put it in their training curriculum, so to speak, or training, yeah, or Yeah, like, whatever. you go through, you go through and you look up anything on this
0: case or on this profile, the, and there's the going to be- The cases
1: you just hit seem, like, as standard mm-hmm. and comprehensively just looking from every every major angle. You get right. into the in- intricacies afterwards, obviously. Now,
0: when I tell you that the FBI tried to steal credit for I'm I'm not just, like, blowing smoke the FBI- Said that they created that profile, like they they almost stripped Bianchi of the entire case. If you when I when I was doing all my research for this case, two it does FBI. It doesn't
2: sound like it was they were doing it out of wanting to take credit. It sounded more like they were doing it to cover their own.
0: Like, yo, yeah, no, 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 we're the only ones that could do something like this, almost. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, as opposed... We've been to doing this the whole time. Sorry yeah. for taking us a while to say that this is how we do things, but this is how we do An things. An embarrassment. Yeah. Get out of the way.
2: An embarrassment kind of situation. How did we not
1: Like, this? how dare a beat cop
0: take our exactly. take our skills? skills. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: and that's where you have... We've them been, them been working... South Park, we're like, this, uh, this investigation's under Archer's... Cause cause there's, now. There's but n- that's not fair! There's <laughs> no way
2: this murderer wasn't on their radar. And even, yeah. and even in that situation, you know that they have somebody underneath working a case from some kind of angle. It just...
1: Maybe shows they didn't make it as high price, high profile of a priority as yeah. they should have. You right.
0: Know? Well, this this case actually in particular was all Sacramento police. It was all Sacramento they they that got the arrest. I mean, they they did all the legwork. Was the FBI was actually never included in this investigation until after it was already finished.
1: Probably but, because of the fact that the local police wanted the credit. And that happens all the time. Well, we discussed discussion. that on the last episode yeah, as well, we totally which we're
0: going to be going actually further in detail on this episode. With nice, that, so. nice. Cool. But that's that's kind of what it boils down to. So, now, not only was that profile, like, kind of the gold standard for what type of killer Chase was, it also fit Chase like a fucking love. Like, that was like, like those boom. He just put yeah. Oh, now, not only did the FBI try to take credit for the profile, they also tried to take credit for the arrest, also known as the collar. Now, the caller is what you call when you actually lock that arrest. And as we just we kind of loosely discussed in the last episode when we were just talking about right now, that's kind of how certain divisions of uh, of criminal investigation get their get their funding. It's based off of like how much, How worthy are you of this money? What have you done with this money? What have you done with the thing? You know, so a prime example is like uh, I I mentioned last time, um, the Netflix, and I know you watched it, the Netflix series, uh, Evil Genius. Mm -hmm. Okay. have not seen it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Mahalo's seen it. Me and and him have actually had long talks about that. He actually was like, you "You need to watch The Staircase next. Yeah. But so in Criminal Minds, or I'm sorry, uh, Evil Genius. Now, do you remember that part where they came across the van, but they never reported it to the FBI? Yeah. And then they just let it slide? They would have solved that case 10 years prior. prior
1: to the- if they just communicated. Right. Selfishness. Yeah, but they won't Seriously. do that. They won't yeah. communicate it's back an and forth. It's an ego thing, dude. It exactly. Really is. It's a, who's got the bigger <clears throat> dick? Who's going to be able to figure it out? You know? I
2: mean. it, it's pride. It's all bullshit pride. L- long story short, is when it comes down to you, at this t- point in time, And the
1: horrible thing in that situation is the collateral damage that transpires because of those egos. It's all, It's it's all the
2: crappy time frame. It's all crappy time frame for crappy cops, for crappy pride to take place. That's why there were so many serial killings, so many people that got away with so much bullshit between the 70s and the 90s. Because cops were either too lazy, too pride too prideful, or didn't give enough power to beat cops to do the things that they needed to do to catch the people that were doing these things. Instead, it was more they were trying to be the rock stars of the world. They were trying to appear as the hero and the savior when they were legitimately doing shit.
0: Now, even in the 70s, as we discussed in our first two episodes, uh, go back to George Metesky, James A. Russell. um, In the 1970s, it wasn't like criminal Profiling was even—it was still fresh. It was you know. Siphancy, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was still kind of making its way. And 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 in further episodes, we're going to discuss sometime around I believe 2003 is actually when the FBI really broke it down into three separate divisions. Uh, how they profile their crimes. Um, one is like children, uh, human trafficking, shit like that. You know, profiling for stuff like that. Another one is actually linguistics and and, and how you write, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting. And then uh, the last one, um, actually, there's a there's a whole profile division dedicated to bank robbery so they they separate it into three different divisions so that's actually pretty interesting I mean we're going to cover that in later episodes but
1: um, I mean, these are all capital crimes that we're describing here, right? Yeah, so yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're, yeah. We're talking, we're well, talking. Yeah, the guys involved. So they would hopefully have like an extensive amount of profiling for all of the but major, I, like I said, major uh, crimes, bank can see robberies, the, yeah, uh, murder, rape, fraud.
0: From from uh, so. So. <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't even <laughs> really until the two thousand armed, armed
1: robbery is, you have to be armed for it to get into like. <laughs> so yeah, sure. like time, I said, it was, it
0: wasn't even really until the two thousands even that they specialized specific. Yeah, otherwise
1: this will be interesting to hear the progression as you go Correct. through it with us to Correct. see how everything improved over the years isn't and it is not is there less crime are we preventing more No, but that's, that's what's debatable but that's you what know, makes, these, makes profilers, these profilers
2: these profilers these guys that much more epic in a sense because you have you have people today catching criminals today and yes it's impressive but the tools you have today are designed to help you catch these yeah. dastardly bastards as opposed yes. to yes. <laughs> yes thank you for bringing in uh, that's the only way you, you go back to these times to the Mateskis of the fucking world and they didn't have DNA. They had go follow your hunch, kid. Yeah. And these guys, these guys, so six sense hunch, these Bruce Willis motherfuckers, were able to catch these guys. <laughs> it's, it's insanely different. I see different. guilty people. <laughs> I, I go, almost, go up to Sacktown, have a few laughs. I no. almost feel like the lack of PIs anymore in the world, the lack of detectives like that in the world, is sorely missed. the The beat cop detectives are sorely missed because now you you have more people that they're able to do these things, but because we're hiding behind a wall of technology and there's not these guys go out there doing it like, well, I'm pretty sure they are. They're, they're crazy, but not maybe not to the extent that they were before, you know?
1: Well, that goes into something that my mom when she was with the police force argued very heavily about, and my dad as well. It's like when they started lowering certain, like, restrictions about becoming an officer, especially when it came to, like, physique and conditioning and things yeah. of that nature, you have a cop that's more prone to just shoot and kill, as opposed to actually subdue and arrest, you know, and look at where the, not to get political briefly, but Look at how we have so many more shootings going on. Well, one, one just for, happened.
0: One just happened in Arizona a few weeks ago. That 14 year old kid that got shot. The
1: standard yeah. for for and, and I mean we don't try to get, get political on the show yeah. or anything like that. But I but it's th- also because the funding there. for the jobs
2: dropped too. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. have a funding for the jobs dropped. Uh, both
1: law enforcement and education are the unsung professions that yeah, are uh, not compensated and for these, very well. And, yeah. and regardless it of physique, and it yeah. By 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 no means. By
0: no means. Whenever we say anything negative about any other any other we're not trying to malign anybody. No, I been like a mom
1: for for 30 years. to worked for the field. Yeah. My department. entire and my father has been in the, his in the private sector, the public sector, military. high school, and college. So, yeah, I mean, like education Mahalo was just saying. and proper protection for citizens is a real thing. Yeah, and we'll just leave it at that. Anyway, yeah, anybody yeah.
0: that's willing to lay their their life on the line and base their livelihood off of off of dealing with, I mean, essentially the the scourge of of the earth. Like, man. Holy crap! Like that's phenomenal. Like and, yeah. and and like you said, teachers and everything. Like, I mean, you got on one hand you got the people who are supposed to be shaping the future, and, yeah, and, and, and they let me see tell you how
1: scary the future can yeah, actually actually and, be. And then law enforcement sees how scary the future can actually be. And as a parent, those as are a, the two sides of the coin, it's yeah. like you start here, and if it doesn't go well here you're going to end up Dude. seeing the other side of the coin and, le- and let
0: me tell you as a parent with a child in school there are not a lot of parents putting in the work that they should be either no, I mean I teachers are picking up a lot of slack a lot of slack right
1: unfortunately, now unfortunately our generation is uh, a lot lazier and less involved Yellow, yellow man than, Yolo.
2: Know, <laughs> The I guess and, and we could end it with this statement and get back on his track because I'm that, not a parent you that all comes are. down to the financially e- economic uh, the financial situation of the parents at home because you have two parents that have to constantly work they're no, more yeah. tired you yeah. it's not like when our parents were, were working you had one that did most of the work and then another one worked but was also there to be a parent at home or at least yeah. there was some kind of form of being a parent there wasn't just here's a tablet here's a TV here's something to preoccupy you while we do the dishes while we do the laundry while we do that there was legitimate bonding beyond just a TV screen it's desensitizing and children and people are being shaped differently and yeah mentally uh, it's, it's, it's good and bad. There, yeah. It's good and bad. There's pros and cons. Technologically, we're going to be amazing. Empathically, we're going to be terrible. Yeah. No, you, you're right. We're because get there's, worse.
0: There's, there are a lot of parents out there that don't, that, you're, that don't understand that your day truly starts once you walk back through your door after work. That's when your day really starts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How about a parent who sends text messages with their child more than actually having a real conversation yeah. with them? Yeah.
2: It's, I mean, it you but live that's... through digital you and, and it kind of sucks too because a lot of parents in our generation are we're that gap generation between the advance of technology that's now here and what the old we're like right is and the, the hardest part is finding Jackson. that middle ground for how many for the times did you have to go to Blockbuster to get a new AOL disc right yeah but right, uh, but, 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 but a lot of that's that
0: middle ground that we're missing. Whereas you want your kid to be up to par on all the things that are happening because you want them to actually be able to communicate with their friends on everything. Like my kid's obsessed with Bendy and Five Nights. Every, I mean, shit that I don't even fucking know about. You know what I mean, he comes up to me, he's talking to me about it, and I gotta pretend to be like interested in it. And then I'm just like, all right, kid, I've listened to all your stuff. Now come here, let me show you. This is how a pension works. This is a four hundred one k. Like you're gonna mm-hmm. tell me your useless knowledge. I'm gonna give you mine. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So <laughs> anyway, that, <laughs> anyway, that was that was our official tangent. Yeah. What we're saying is, Rant section take your kids one. out for ice cream. There you go. So anyway, have a conversation with them, like on that movie Mom and Dad with the Nicholas Cage, where he's talking to this kid over. It's there, nine o'clock. Popsicle. Do you
2: know where your children are? <laughs> remember, yeah, those remember those disclaimers.
0: So now, not only was Biondi's, uh profile like on point, but the entire Sacramento Police Department, like I'm, they did a, a an outstanding job. I mean, it's just really good police work all around. They 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 nailed it. Now. At any given time, there were actually uh, upwards of 50 officers um, just canvassing all the surrounding neighborhoods. Like, they just had beat walkers hitting it, man. And they were asking about any suspicious characters uh, who might be in the area. Now, they kept receiving the same exact description. A tall, skinny, filthy man in his early 20s wearing an orange jacket. Like, that was the same description that they kept getting. Now, unfortunately, it wasn't too helpful because... (laughs) It was the 70s, you know, especially 1976, 78 in that area. You know I mean? Uh, there was a lot of hippies still walking around Northern California. So everything that they were describing, they're like, yeah, that's Tim. That's Todd. That's Taylor. I don't know why I went with T's, but that's what I'm going to stick with. Like, it's it was the just, teased. yeah, that's my weed hookup you're describing. You know what I mean? Like, it was just. That's three of my weed hookups you're describing. <laughs> <laughs> so Todd, Timothy, Taylor. that was just kind of the common area. Now, however, though, they did make a sketch based off of everybody's description, and they passed that around, put it on the nightly news. Now, they also knew that the weapon of choice was a twenty-two caliber semi-automatic pistol. Now, with that, though, that was a very specific firearm, but it was among the highest, like... Uh, what am I looking for here? It was one of the most popular pistols of the day. Oh, yeah, I was going to so, say. So, yeah, it wasn't... It was widely <laughs> mass-produced. So, it wasn't super uncommon.
2: Now...
1: Probably not too expensive. A lot probably. of
0: people, actually, because I, I do the and gun shows and stuff like that. it's
2: a so it doesn't damage the body as much no, as... That's what I'm one. getting yeah. at. We'll
0: so, now, a lot of people actually make fun of a 22 caliber pistol. Now, in my research, I've actually found...
1: What is that your sister's gun? Yeah, they're like, oh, oh that's a nice little
0: BB gun. It's a little pea shooter. Now, B. that caliber is actually the top murder weapon next to the ice pick and a hammer. So the only thing that's deadlier than a 22 Dang. is an ice pick and a hammer. Now, keep in mind, like cheap, that would need guns be... cheap, gun sheep concealable, boom. That's how no. that shit works.
2: But an ice pick, I mean. Well, and also concealed carry. How it's many cool. people have that in their house? Oh, true well, story. it's a gun
1: that you can use on concealed oh. carry purposes, so is this, this something thing. that's ice? easily concealed, which means it's probably not going to be a high caliber, which means just like an ice pick right. with a hammer, it has to be used in a closer proximity. Now,
0: this is a true story and I've never really talked about it before but I have a buddy that I worked with for a while who when he had his first apartment next door he heard screaming and by the time he finally left his apartment to see what the hell was happening he entered the apartment and the lady next door had been stabbed something like 250 times with an ice pick by her spouse and he fled the scene Ugh. and he sat there God. trying to like you know help her wounds and everything else like that until the ambulance arrived that's How a, a true story that happened here in Phoenix
1: so the, the woman hell? survived I've-
0: she served well. I, I I don't remember. I just remember the ice pick stabbings. So, I maybe I could talk to him about it and get like an actual we're true, like, really case small out of
1: it. Really yeah, but we're talking like tiny incisions, e, e, e. but Jesus,
0: Christ. yeah, all from an ice pick. So, I mean, it's no lie when they say an ice pick's a number one murder weapon. A blunt object or an ice pick are supposed to be the two number one murder weapons.
2: The 22 shortly ice picks are a, I don't even have an ice pick in my house. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think you I've ever neither. lived in a place uh, or lived with anybody who's no. Ever. no but that's only so because I think like I'm a man and I punch house, my ice. You know. Like <laughs> what the fuck? Mm. My refrigerator makes ice. I don't fucking. I go to McDonald's and get the pound bag for like nine three fucking pounds ninety nine cents. <laughs> Just drop the bag it's on the floor. Fuck. So
1: anyway, go to McDonald's for ice. 75 that's cents, good, right? That's all they're good for, a dollar coffee. God yeah, but there's damn. so much fat in that ice. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so the break in the case actually came when Nancy Holden, I don't know if you remember from the last episode, but, but the friend recall. at the convenience store whose car Chase tried to hop into. Mm. The one where he was like, were you on the back of dude's motorcycle when he died? Like that whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, uh, her turns out that her father-in-law was a police officer. Yeah so uh, he told her or she told him all about the incident with chase and how much uh he actually matched the sketch so Beyondi's hunch now got some validity and started looking into chase specifically now here's what he found he An found that found-
1: first crack right and yes then it's just like, it goes. Mm-hmm.
0: so he found that the concealed weapons arrest was for a 22. he found that he had spent time in a mental institution being described as a violent patient and uncovered the blood incident that happened at Pyramid Lake with the two federal fucking cops when he had the cow's liver and all that shit in that bucket mm-hmm. and he's standing there naked on that rock a half a mile away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it came from inside me. Yeah, that whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, so he found all that. So now we have somebody who's obsessed with blood, carries a 22, and also has been in a mental institute. Beyond his profile, boom, to the Fucking tea, so, And he had just moved to Sacramento because his parents had bought him that apartment to get him the fuck out of their yeah, house. because
1: they both washed their hands of him. They're like, we don't want to deal with him. <laughs> That's right. So
0: now every domino was actually in place, and Bianchi just had to tap that first piece and knock that shit over. So the detectives found Richard's address on file, drove straight over, and knocked on the door. Richard Chase didn't answer. Now, here's the shitty part, all right? And I, I, I kind of want to discuss this with you guys real quick. Uh, they found the, the address. They headed over. They knocked on the door. He didn't answer. But they didn't just enter because they didn't take the time to get a warrant. Now, if they didn't Dang. enter, now, if they had entered, in, right, you have everything in place. place this is the only have. mistake. That's,
1: that's where you go. Though. It's like how far this into is the, the process were we when they Dude, finally see, this, decided to go investigate the This is kind of the, the crappy part so. and
2: the shitty part about the law enforcement thing. Because if they, if it wasn't for a warrant, if they were allowed to just fucking. Do you not think they need one?
0: Probable cause. They had, but they didn't. Weren't al-
2: they weren't allowed to use probable
0: cause. No, no, thing. no, to get the warrant. To get the warrant, they could have had that shit signed off in 15 minutes, I guarantee it. Maybe Dude, they just
1: couldn't, hadn't. I, the they, communication's they, okay, not the okay, same. Maybe this was Communication well, wasn't true, the same. True, true. Communication wasn't instantaneous. How long would it have to take to go up the chain? It would have yeah, taken and and then much to longer the court. back. Yeah. the urgent aspect of it, they're like, okay, if we don't get to this guy like now, today, because right. we think it's him, somebody else could be killed. Yeah, because we're talking yeah. about six yeah, murders you know? in the span of a month. Like, it yeah, all yeah, happens, unfortunately. Exactly. There's no way they could predict he wouldn't
2: have killed two or three more people. Like, true. Yeah, that's very true. They probably went the same day, everything
1: clicked in their head. God, but that's got The risk. They just ran. Oh yeah.
2: Right, like
0: yeah, having all that in place and showing up with no warrant. No warrant. warrant. Yeah. It's
2: like going to your wedding without the ring, man. (laughs) Right,
0: dude. (laughs) You should have picked a better best man. So (laughs) milk was a bad idea. I immediately regret this decision. (laughs) Ron Burgundy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) News team assemble. (laughs) Anyway, so. Backstar. So Richard did not answer, but feeling certain that he was inside, but not wanting to compromise the arrest, like I said, because they didn't have a fucking warrant. Which how the fuck did they not get a warrant?
1: They were just excited. I think we just addressed that, right?
0: (laughs) But the officers basically pretended to leave. I don't know. I don't know how else to put this into perspective. They pretended to leave When I say that I mean like They made a huge show About climbing into Their squad Cars The whole like Okay so I guess oh, guys, We'll I go guess now Just get yeah. out of here <laughs> Go yeah, back yeah. to the Let's go get a gyro burn. Let's go get a
1: gyro Like it's I still got some donuts From earlier I'm good The only <laughs>
0: thing I can think of Is like when Elmer Fudd's Trying to track down Bugs And pretends to leave In Heisman Tree Well I guess I'll be going now And then just takes uh, off And yeah. waits for Bugs Bunny To pop out But he always pops out And that same weird Female dress Does anybody else know how like prominent drag was in
1: looney tunes did you ever think that (laughs) bugs bunny was kind of sexy when he dresses a lady bunny what (laughs) no (laughs) me neither (laughs) right (laughs) so
0: anyway what they did was they just ended
1: got the glasses on and everything (laughs) so
0: what they did was they just ended up waiting around the corner and hoping that he'd come out of the building that's it they're just like, all right. So we're gonna hide in the bushes now, and that's what they did. They're just like, all right. Now we play the waiting game, <laughs> and without Myers fail, that shit. <laughs> but just like Bianchi's hunch, the entire force's hunch was correct. Just a few moments later, Richard came out of his apartment holding nothing but a box of bloody newspaper strips. All right, just scraps of newspaper covered in blood. That's it. He was holding. Yeah, it was like
2: he knew it was. Being, he knew it.
0: It was like a murderer's pinata. You know what I mean? It was he just, probably
1: knew, like you said, though, the jig was up, and he's just yeah. like, well, it's now, the end of the an road.
0: officer actually shouted at Chase, you know, hey, hold on there, and moved in. And then Chase threw the box of the police. just, ah, take this. He threw the box full of bloody newspaper scraps right at the fucking cop and booked it. So the cop's chasing him around cor- one corner. Another cop comes around the other corner and just, Bashes Chase in the head. He hit him with such force, he honestly believed that he killed him. Now, you're going to like this because just like in the Army of Darkness, when the guy bent down to kind of put the cuffs on him and check him, eyes, boop, got up, and he started fucking running again. Chase was like just – he was slippery as shit, dude, and, and just apparently he could take a blow. Now, keep in mind, at this point, he was like 110 fucking pounds. Yeah, Benny Hill, exactly. So the cops just chase him. Finally – Cop gets him, gets him fucking pushed down. He's getting ready to put the cuffs on, and the entire time Chase has the shoulder holstered pistol, and Chase is trying to pull the pistol out. And the cop said that it took everything in him not to shoot him because the cop actually that they interviewed described on the way there he was like, "I'm gonna shoot this motherfucker," and the reason he didn't, yeah, his arm just That's it. He's dead. Now I wish a motherfucker would. So <laughs> say what again,
2: motherfucker?
0: Exactly. So as he has his knee in Chase's back, and he's actually applying the cuffs, and Chase is reaching for that gun. The cop never pulled his gun because, in his mind, at that specific moment, he thought that he'd be the exact same type of monster Chase was if he shot him.
2: Dang, that's that kind of control—that's that comic book panel, you know, right. the, like, the inner monologue that's Dude, happening. It yeah. that takes 30 minutes of freaking TV time, but realistically, in real reality of things, is six seconds. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> joke. Just ah, oh shit, he's awake. Get him! Uh, get yeah. him. Uh, no, grab him. Get him down. And then they fucking yeah. Loving
0: it's just playing in the background.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was the seventies. It was the seventies, so there might have been smoke on the water. But now what they I found for highway star. What really yeah. gave it away <laughs> there you go. What really gave it away though after they actually had him handcuffed, they started searching him, is that he had uh, he had Danny um, he had Danny uh, sorry, Mary's uh, <laughs> wallet on him. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, Danny Meredith. So, the guy that he shot in the hallway that mm-hmm. was there with the, okay, oh. he had his wallet in his back pocket. Yeah, so yeah. they found that. Now, this is the most disturbing part. Yeah, that's boom now, right there. It's like bam. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jason and Evelyn Mar- Maroth, the, uh, the six year old and, and the mom. He, for some reason, he had a photo of them in his front pocket when they searched him. That, to me, is fucking sickening. And I don't know why that bothers me so. Yeah, but you
1: saw me just put my head down yeah, right now. It's like, God damn.
0: That right that's there. That's his trophy. Bo- yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. That right.
0: bothers the shit out of me. So it does, however, get worse once we go into them actually entering the apartment. Now, it's going to be brief. It's going to be short. It's not one of those going to give you 10 seconds. I'm just going to tell you what they found. If you listen to the last episode, you'll know where it came from. So now when they enter his apartment, everything and when i say everything everything in his apartment and i've you seen the say photos, everything
1: one more time and then there's no turning back guys
0: <laughs> everything was covered in either fresh blood or dry blood i mean there was just there was blood on the wallpaper there was blood fucking everywhere like on another podcast i actually listened to that covered the same thing i don't know if they were joking or not so i didn't want to mention it but they said that there was even a loaf of french bread covered in blood on the couch next to a blood-covered sleeping bag which is probably fucking true Now, when they entered the kitchen, this is where it gets the worst. Not only did they find pieces of bone, which they they figured out was animal bone, mostly. They found, and Fuego, you're right here with me, and Mahalo, I described to you the episode, so you know. Hold my hand, sir. On a plate in the refrigerator, they found brain tissue, which... If you listen to the last episode, you have Eat an idea. Take your brains and take
1: your knowledge. Yeah,
0: on the last episode, you have a... That's a pretty good fucking hero's reference. But uh, on the last episode, you know where that brain tissue may have come from. Now, the blender was tore the fuck up, and it smelt coagulated and rottenness. And it smelled the rotten flesh so fucking bad. And, the, and I mean, the blender was like if you had done nothing but cooked marinara sauce in that fucking thing. Like, it was just stained. Uh, don't ruin it. Sorry, man, but it was just <laughs> yeah, right. I was gonna go the get a meatball I like sub.
1: Festo and the white sauce, okay. Yeah, bye, bye,
0: breads. But yeah, the, the blender was just just rotted with blood, I, you know, and and so. After the arrest and everything else, they finally put him on trial. Now, in 1979, Chase stood trial on six counts of first-degree murder. Now, his defense, who tried to have him only receive the second-degree murder uh, charges based on his history with mental illness, so yeah, he was like, is "All right, what I so said the insanity aspects. yeah, so we're gonna go for second-degree murder, which is life in prison, but not death." Okay, now. And then, in this
1: situation, that's that's a win for that yeah. for that defense team. Now on May eighth,
0: justice prevailed and he was found guilty for six counts of first degree murder. The defense asked for a clemency, which is kinda like, you know, try to get more professionals of the whole thing, try to move on with the hearing. But the judge determined, badass judge, that Chase was not clinically insane. Now based, on that, now, based on that, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of helped them move that forward was that, like, I, I don't know if I described in the last episode or not, but the only things that they had for premeditation outside of latex gloves was a calendar in his, in his apartment, probably covered in blood, that had dates X'd out saying this is the day, but he never described anything on the calendar, but... Two to three of those dates lined up with the days of the murders. He didn't know who. He didn't know know how, but those were going to be the days that he was going to go get more blood. That's it. That's all he really had for premeditation, but that was enough because he knew what day he was going to go do it.
2: He knew he was going to commit a murder on that day. Right, so that was was
0: enough.
1: So then did the murders, when they, you know— just kind of cross-referenced all the evidence and everything. Yeah. It all court like deaths occurred. on Yeah. Those and and from what I understand, calendar.
0: from what I understand, he had like over fifty more dates checked out,
2: and there were no patterns to the dates. No,
0: he there were no patterns whatsoever. It was just so it's ah. not like Pure every thirteenth I go and I now, kill.
2: I'm
0: sure. I'm sure. It was for, random. I'm sure for Chase. Well, I'm sure for Chase because we described like his his how he would go with something. I mean, that unless seemed,
2: those specific dates meant something specific to him. Yeah, and with schi- the schizophrenic, yeah,
0: they is. need they need something that uh, – they need uh, – well,
1: what is it? Like they need a pattern of some kind, even but it's not anything we of understand. Even the premeditation, though, yeah. is just showing that you're thinking about before it Correct. happened. That's all it takes, man. Now,
0: Chase was sentenced to die in the gas chamber, which I find ironic considering the fact that he was convinced that Nazis in, in, in conference with the UFOs were coming to get him at all times. So between the bones growing out of the back of his head that he thought or his stomach being put in backwards or was obsessed with blood, he was also obsessed with Nazis, certain powders that he thought that he found under a soap dish for some reason,
1: placed by Nazis. So, so this guy's not insane, right? Or he's, he's just a mixed bag. I mean, that's where it really – Yeah. Just, I, he's a paranoid schizophrenic you know, for sure, but I, he had just enough
2: – you, you, in today's society, this guy would probably just be in a loony bin with some heavy medication. Yeah, that's not deserved. He need this is. There's a level of insanity that is somewhat hopefully old, curable and non violent This this is beyond insanity. This yeah. is madness. This well, is yeah. This is madness. This is evil, to and it started at a young age. This killing is yeah. evil like incarnate. Man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is the worst of all human traits. Manifested into one human being, and it happens occasionally to people. And there's, we have no idea why. And that's some the people tough thing. Just like, well, there's you some detected before and get them institutionalized.
1: You know, so you know it's not it like you're going to euthanize or anything. But right, I mean, and just like, like just like the CTE thing
0: you should, that they some of them killed I, I, kill I before
1: they can kill others because they're that insane. No, 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 no if you mur- no, no murder, if you've murdered, you've murdered. If yeah. detected, or, I mean, if you can somehow detect it before, like a a life is lost. I mean, right. That's but, but how does that happen without somebody crossing that edge because so many you get can't. lost in the system? I mean, unfortunately, yeah. you have that's to. That's this whole case. case. That's what this yeah, whole case yeah. was about being lost in the system.
2: You have to wait. That's and the look worst what happened. You to, unfortunately, you have to wait for someone to die for some kind of action to take. The problem is that when someone does die, the action taken is always wrong. Well, it's not yeah. the, the, the swift in, and most efficient action that should be taken. It's more often than not today, the most tender action that should be taken
0: now the thing with chase though, is that all the signs are there from a very very young age but it was more of like parents not wanting to admit that something was wrong with their kid and then getting put through systems and systems you know validating how he felt about things and letting him go and then also he was prescribed the medication he needed he he was on the right path he he got himself put into a into a psych ward trying to figure himself out his mom weaned him off of his meds his mom felt that her baby didn't need the meds so I'm not going to I'm in not in this gonna,
1: case maybe we needed the meds. These are just a I little mean,
0: bit. Just a little bit.
1: All too, all too often there's situations where kids get medicated when they shouldn't be, but there's a reason these yeah. things have been developed and right. it's for extreme cases like this yes. man and Jesus Christ. He was
0: I honestly imagine what
1: could have been averted.
0: I don't I don't I, he still committed the actions. There's no there's no taking blame off of him. No. Not but like at we all. said in the last episode, his parents just let it go. He his, his his psychiatrist just let him go. He is released from psych ward after psych ward. You know, there's just and, and see, the police let him go. Well, it's the whole thing of ignoring a is, is, problem is it, and is it's, it's because get worse. of
2: lazy work or is it because of non uh, of a disgruntled employee not wanting to do the work? It, it all comes down to the base situation. Or was it
0: just not the understanding that we have today of mental illness?
2: But see, even the problem with the understanding of a today is mental beach. illness is that everything is approached so softly. Everything is, yeah. a, everything is a soft touch. Everything has to be so soft.
1: Approaching it
2: softly. The only time you need to be soft is when they're with five no years touch. old or younger.
0: And then at six, you can punch them in the throat and the nose.
2: Yeah. yeah. So. Hold the stomach. You don't want the teacher to know that, that that's happening at home. That's right. No, yeah. you can't leave a mark. Now, <laughs> just fucking
0: kidding. <laughs> just, just kidding. We have kids. We love them. Don't, don't That's call. Weird. So now, while in prison, he was actually uh, feared by other inmates, who were aware of his twisted murders.
2: How can you not be? <laughs> yeah. No, I, he'll eat you. What? Did, yeah. they, did they put him in a cell with anybody, or was he all by himself? No,
0: he was on death row, so he had his own. Oh, he had his, his own, own cell. By now, okay. however, the other inmates. No one was looking. was <laughs> <laughs> thinking of you. The other inmates on death row actually tried to convince him to commit suicide. Now, Chase was such a freak that I don't want to talk about the other two profiles from the FBI, but they would go and visit him after the arrest. That's where they actually got their experience with Chase. And during one interview, Chase actually walked up to uh, Robert Ressler, uh, one of the uh, profilers from the FBI, with mac and cheese he had been storing in his pocket and offered it to him in the middle of a conversation. So Chase did have a le- level of insanity to him. Like he <laughs> – there was some shit there, but – Still, like we said, enough premeditation. Now, all the inmates, besides throwing piss and shit on him whenever they could, <laughs> and Chase actually would play this game with the guards where he would hide, which there's nowhere to hide in the fucking cell, but he would hide under his blankets. When the guard would pop by, he'd be like, peekaboo, and try to scare the guards. Like, the guy was just fucking weird in general, and he was nuts. Now, the reason why he was so bad, we're going to get to. He actually, from a prison uh, prescribed, a prison doctor who prescribed him his psych meds while in prison, he was holding on to him. He was hoarding him. And everybody pushed him to commit suicide so hard that that's exactly what he decided to do. Now, on December 26th all right, of 1980, a guard doing cell checks found Chase lying awkwardly on his bed but not breathing. Now, the autopsy determined that Chase committed suicide by overdosing on prison doctor-prescribed antidepressants that he had been uh, saving for weeks. Now, that is a death entirely too good for such a fucking monster. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad he was caught. I'm glad it was stopped. But he went out on his own terms, and that's the part that bugs me the most.
2: That we know of.
0: That's also true, because it was an autopsy performed in prison. For all we know, a guard could have just kicked the dog shit out of him. But more than likely, he owes. There's a lot
2: of times where um, powerful. People in the underworld control parts of prisons. Yeah, and they can take and do what they want with people in prisons.
1: Brawl in cell block 99. You guys seen that Dude, movie? Yeah. Right? that movie is amazing. Oh my god, man. I did not and expect it to be so good. just the workings of prison culture and Vince Vaughn is amazing. Dude, that's
2: why I didn't expect it to be so good. It's Vince Vaughn. I literally watched it thinking it was going to be a comedy. I love no, Vince Vaughn. No, but not at all. No,
1: but remember, in the late '90s, he did the Psycho remake where he yeah. was Norman Bates. He was in Clay Pigeons where he was a serial killer. He had that brief little turn where he was being typecast as being a creepy brooding killer and then he got back in the comedy mm-hmm. and started doing wedding crashes and then and all nobody that remembers and him only... being in the
0: lost world yeah he was yeah. he was the photographer he's okay he's okay yeah. in it i he's mean okay. he had blonde hair it was weird
1: uh, he had like brownish did he hair. it was yeah. like mm-hmm. brown hair. it looked like normal vinci bonnie hair to me yeah he was just super young
0: No, oh, is that what it was
1: it was like right after swingers dude yeah oh he yeah, was super yeah. Young. it was on, like 97
2: it's Vaughn, if you're listening. We love you, man. All right, so let's just, just, just dial
0: it back. So, so far, we've uh, tried getting Will Arnett, <laughs> Vince Vaughn. Who else do, what were we talking to?
1: The I, I need to start keeping a master list on here. Yeah, because that's, <laughs> I mean, we're going to start emailing motherfuckers soon.
2: <laughs> anyway,
0: so that's kind of the conclusion of the episode. I mean, I do want to give you the names of the profiles who did talk with Chase after the fact, but they tried to take credit for the entire thing from Ray Biondi. Uh, Robert Wrestler and Russ Warpigel, uh, or something like that. I can't really pronounce it. Robert Wrestler's a dope ass fucking that name. That is a pretty, that that's a that like, comic book name. That's a, yeah, yeah, that's a comic book name. It was name. immediately making me I'm like, which promotion does he have? (laughs) Now, by no means am I trying to say that these guys aren't great at their job or anything else like that, but trying to and it probably wasn't even just them It's probably just the FBI as a whole and, and granted granted Biondi did get his training from the FBI to make the profile so it's kind of what came first the chicken or the egg type thing I guess there well,
2: yeah, because well no, he, no no he, he got training to help enhance what he was correct. already doing so yeah, like yeah, he was already he, ahead of the FBI he, he to upgraded their tools to make a correct. clearer vision of what he so was doing just, if you're
1: going to go to a seminar like that you want to hone what you're passionate correct. about yeah. and so I mean now, yeah there was groundwork there though just, and there was some refining done just yeah. for reference
0: though so if anybody goes back and decides to, like, you know, double check, fact check my, my stuff, you're not going to find too much on Biondi with this case. He has been kind of, like, ruled out um, almost because of the FBI. But that's – uh, so that's that anyway. So that was our Van Helsing. That's how Chase got caught. That's how Chase died. And – uh yeah, so that's kind of where we're going to leave it, guys. So, so then
1: double down what's what's the name of the the two different books that he wrote about the he, process? Um
0: all his father's sins and then the other one
1: was, let me get back to it. I need to switch to a digital All his father's sins and it was something blood. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Uh,
0: all his father's sins and a thirst for blood. Okay. And and also Ray Biondi solved over 500 cases throughout his career. Like he was a part of 500 different murder and mass murder investigations. Like he was Without a doubt, a beast. He spent the last seventeen years of his career as lieutenant, like head of the homicide division for the sheriff's department. Like he was a beast. Um, He was actually profiling. You could yeah, you (laughs) can look him up uh, on YouTube. He actually did an interview recently, and I I, he said uh, that his only regret. Yeah, his only regret. Yeah, exactly. He is the Gordon. That's right. His only regret is is the unsolved cases, like any cold cases that got left behind. He was yeah,
1: that's the stuff that will eat a change. You. you know what's an amazing. That's a good
2: cop, though. That that's yeah. That's the people that that we can only hope are still kind of having that mentality today. You know. Not the people who are just taking it because they need a job, but the people who are literally Everyone's trying. who want glory or whatever. Glory like they are, yeah. I mean, in this case,
1: it is good to be genuinely obsessive about a case because how else are you going to... Uh, a film that I was late to the party on and watched recently, you guys ever seen Prisoners? No. Oh, my God, you both need to watch Prisoners. It was lent to... its. The cast is insane. It has Jake Gyllenhaal as this uh, this guy who's basically trying to catch a possible murderer that has kidnapped the two daughters of Hugh Jackman and Terrence Howard. Wow! It's got Maria Bello, it has uh, the, um, had me uh, Viola Davis, it has Paul <laughs> Dano as a suspect. I mean, the cast is ridiculous. It's directed by N- 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 villain wave or Vill- Villanueva. You anyway, tried. yeah, but well, I, I, I gave it my <laughs> damnedest. I, I believe he's a French-Canadian director, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. but oh, um, hey? yeah, but exactly. <laughs> I'm not your oh, friend, yeah. Eh? Uh, you have me thinking about Super Troopers too now.
2: A in the book, look, speed So Danny Rob Vito, Lowe, if you're Danny out Vito, not yeah, English Rob Lowe was the, the other one. The Rob Lowe,
0: Lowe, you found the third one. That's yeah, the Holy Trinity: Rob, Lowe. Rob yeah. Lowe, Vince Vaughn, and uh, Will Arnett. Anyway, uh, Prisoners <laughs>
1: is amazing, and you guys, is, uh, especially for a, a character who's like borderline obsessive, the, the low key character that Jake Hall plays. He's this guy who is never. He's never fudged the case. He's always found either the, the killer or the suspect or whatever, cool. and uh, it's amazingly active. I actually, good. somebody
0: just told me about a really good one, uh, Citizen X. It's based off the Red Ripper, uh, Chikatilo, and I've that's gonna, heard of it, yeah, yeah. So that sounds pretty interesting too. Um, yeah. The next episode we're gonna cover is actually gonna yes, be about the uh, be? the the Hillside Stranglers that were going on around the same area around the same time. Um, Chase actually uh, towards the end was obsessed with the Hillside Stranglers. He's actually following that case, so it's kind of a cool little connection there. I didn't even know that until. So the most recent research. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So we're going to be getting into the Hillside Stranglers. That one's also going to be cranking it to 11. There's going to be a lot of dark territory that we're going to cover. So uh, stay tuned for that. But anyway, so this concludes episode four. Thank you guys so much for all the likes, all the views, all the subscriptions. Visit centaurtainment at gmail.com if you want to talk to us or – Facebook.com forward slash Chiron Band-A-Z, ReverbNation.com forward slash Chiron Banday You can find me on Instagram at twist 5150 You can find uh, Jaime and Fuego as Jaime and Fuego on all the socials. Also, check out the yeah. Horror Show 666. Mahalo Onak is...
2: Meh. I'm there.
0: He's there. Yeah, he, is. Uh, he actually belongs to a group called uh, Mah- uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So if you want to fuck with him on that, he's always on that.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty much just trolling people. Yeah, he, yeah. Just starts, oh. he just starts shit. So. He just fucking yeah. starts oh, stomping around. Well, people have to know that, first of all, I'm a huge Godzilla fan, and I, I agree with what most of these people are saying. But my goal is to go on there and just start arguments. And <laughs> I set fires and walk away, and I got to tell you, uh, the amount of times my phone blows up is great. Oh. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Well, that's the end of uh, episode four. This is the uh, first installment of the new year and uh, the
1: year of Stephen King, twenty nineteen.
2: Twenty
1: nineteen.
0: That's right. So, uh, I mean, I've I've been Chris Payne. I've
1: been Jaime Fuego.
0: I've been Marlo. And you, beautiful bastards, thank you for tuning in. And uh, you guys have been amazing. This has been profiling Payne. So, till the next one, stay metal, mofos.
1: You're all sick, sick people.
0: You guys are pretty twisted. <laughs>